0: Welcome to Manawaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, the airlock scene. By Carl Johansson Captain Winston did his best to look heroic as he stood at the exit to the airlock of his spacecraft, looking over the surface of Mars. The bulging pack on the back of his form-fitting vacuum suit made moving around in the airlock awkward. The other five crewmen in the airlock made it sextuply so. He looked at the terrain below him, held out one arm and said, Looking out at the new world, the six intrepid men set out from their brave craft, with its numerous shades of orange and red. Hang on a minute, the life science officer said from further back in the crowded airlock. The spaceship isn't red and orange. What? I know that, the captain said. I didn't say that. Well, you implied it by the structure of your sentence. Uh, okay. Whatever. The captain continued. Looking out at the new orange and red world, the six intrepid men set out from their brave craft. Looking out to the. How can a ship be brave? The engineer asked from behind the life science tech as he tried to see around the two in front of him. It's. it's a freaking metaphor, okay? The captain said. That's not a metaphor, it's personification, the life sciences tech said. Sounds more like anthropomorphizing to me, the archaeologist said. She somehow found enough room to sit down behind the others, having given up any hope of seeing the surface of Mars any time in the next half hour. It doesn't have to be anthropomorphizing, the life sciences tech said. I mean, bravery isn't strictly human characteristic. You can refer to a dog as being brave without that being an example of anthropomorphizing. Look, said the captain. I wanted to get this speech just right, so I showed you all various versions of it since we left Earth orbit months ago, and none of you gave me any feedback ever. Now that we're actually here, you're all getting all pedantic on me. I'm not being pedantic, the life science officer said. He tried to put his hands on his hips, but only succeeded in lightly elbowing two of his crewmates. The linguistic errors you're making are blatant and need correcting. People are listening to this back on Earth, you know. Need? Did you need to waste transmitter power, sexting and hitting on dozens of women back on Earth when you could have been proofreading? The captain raised his eyebrows for punctuation, not that anyone noticed in the dim light of the airlock with his face shield down. Oh, sure. Announce that to everyone back on Earth. How about letting me get through this speech, okay? Looking out at the new orange and red world, the six intrepid men... Set out from their brave craft. Looking out to the horizon, they feel a sense of awe and... The life sciences officer said, Shouldn't that be four men and two women set out? Actually, men in this context is gender neutral. Cut in the archaeologist. No, it isn't. It's gender nonspecific, not gender neutral. Same thing. No, gender neutral applies to things like rocks or trees or cake. Gender nonspecific applies to humans or animals in a way that doesn't specify the sex, as with Doberman or Astronaut. Or interrupting grammatical snoot, the communications tech said. And humans are animals. That's just an opinion on the different gender forms, according to... For crying out loud, I'm just trying to get through my fucking historical speech so we can go down the ladder and... Oh, great. Three billion people just heard me say fuck. Actually, they heard you say it twice, the archaeologist said. Well, to be more precise, they won't hear it for another ten minutes or so. The communication tech's face brightened at the shift to a topic he cared about. Actually, if you account for the positions of the Earth right now and the speed of light, it's closer to seven and a half minutes for the signal to reach. A blast of static and popping came over the astronauts' headsets. Soon after, the pilot communicated from inside the lander about that. Are you guys out on the surface? How does it look? No, we're still in the airlock, the captain said. Clearly, priority one for the first manned expedition to Mars isn't to explore the surface, nor is it to take rocks and regolith samples. Further, it's not to check out the oxygen plant, nor to see if the robot lander has zubrined enough fuel for our return trip back to orbit. No. It seems we've traveled 48 million kilometers so that we can stand around in an airlock debating how to conjugate adjectives and how to make sure conjunctive tenses and dangling participles don't go off their rocker and start killing the co-workers they've been cooped up with for three and a half months. Everyone was silent for a long moment. You don't conjugate adjective The life sciences tech started. Shut up! The captain snapped. Seriously, that's it! I'm just climbing down the damn ladder. Forget the stupid speech. Forget how long I worked on it. Forget the three billion people on Earth hoping for some meaningful words to commemorate this historic occasion. I had some great bit about you all being dedicated explorers, but I would have had to change that to something about being dedicated linguistic fuss budgets, and how great would that sound to folks back on Earth? Everyone stayed quiet. Descending the ladder, Captain Winston realized that all his linguistic efforts had gone into his airlock speech. He had nothing of consequence to say now that he was about to step down onto the actual surface of Mars. He quickly tried to think of something momentous to say while continuing the descent. Near the bottom of the ladder it came to him. He was ready. History would love it. He looked up with relief and a hand came out of the airlock above him. Flash. Startled by the camera flash, His foot slipped on the final rung of the ladder, and he did a faceplant onto the red and orange Martian soil. Ah, fuck. Ah, great. I said fuck again. This has been The Airlock Scene. Written by Carl Johansson and first published in Polar Borealis. Manawaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com/manawaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C. B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening.